West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the EOTC, the Empty Out the Clip podcast. My name's Cam's, and we're here with the brothers from the high of the West Open. Lady and Eric, what's up, boys? What's up, bro? What's up, boys? What's up? It's good that we're on here on uh, online again. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me back. <laughs> and it's been fucking cold, man. But uh, let's do some oh, shout-outs. Let's get her. Yeah, I'd just like to say a big hug. I just found out just just as we came on, um, one of my uh, uh, cousins passed away from the Dean family. Um, so yeah, massive um, massive condolences to 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 the fans. I hope um, I hope they you know stay strong in that. They've had a pretty rough. I think probably the last. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been, honestly, but they've gone through some real hard hardship. So. It's not. I don't wish it on anybody. So, my condolences to the family and stuff. I hope they can, you know, stay strong and pull it through. But yeah, big oh, shout out to this. Yeah, man. Not, yeah, condolences to the team families from Ranui, man. Sad hearing of the um, the bro's passing. Pretty heavy guy was a pretty genuine nice guy. Looked out for the young boys in the hood back in the day up at Starting Park. Um, yeah, pretty devastating hearing. Some sad news I did this morning. But um, my shout-out list goes out to the Motu fans and to Mia and who won the other night and to Peach Boxing. The um, the, the boxing club's putting in the work, man, and it's pretty good that um, Isaac made a stand about this unfair judging at international level and um, even the sanctioning bodies and getting these guys to come down here and ref um, fights. And, yeah, bro, it's good to see the Braves sort of just flex that and make it official. Even though um, Dean Lonigan didn't see that, um, that that yeah, I'm actually unfolding live. <laughs> but um, shout out to those guys. Um, another one's to um, to the sis Steva. Awina jumped on the back of the one three five pod from myself and Cam yesterday. It was pretty good getting an in depth um, talk about the um, the Rainbow Pacifica community. Um, yeah, man, I probably took a lot out of that. And probably noted how um, a lot of the Fakaliti and Fafafine sort of world looks like. I mean, I can only imagine it, but that was a um, pleasure having her on yesterday. And then, um, yeah, my last one's to the bro, Ghoster2003. So as you can see, I'm flexing at NXL um, government um, tonight. And yeah, to my bro, man, he's putting in the work, eh? Like, I think we heard, um, you heard me talk about the bro just having those drunk talks and getting a label out there but yeah man just i think this is one of maybe seven garments now and i don't think i ever put that much effort on doing kob gear but the bros actually just getting it done so now massive shout out to ghost yeah that runs up that uh, list of my shout outs so this was yeah condolences to the, the dean family and um all of us to Anne and anisa uh, for passing over their brother andrew um another one of the ranui's finest um gone too soon um Big shout-outs to them. And um, shout-outs to all the listeners of the West West Network and the uh, Empty Out the Clip podcast. You can catch us on our Facebook group page on Facebook, Empty Out the Clip Facebook group page. Just 
answer the free questions and our security will let you in. There's a chance to put up some posts on articles and where we can talk about it on the on the podcast. Sweet boys, how has your week been? Start with you, Liz. Oh, well, it's been cold, man. I tell you, oh, I don't know whether I'm getting soft or just maybe not wearing enough um, clothes around, but no, I've been cold, eh? Uh, week, week wasn't too bad. Um, I did go and work on Friday, man. Fucking my lower back's pretty guy, eh? I've been having a lot of, like, lumbar sort of, like, tailbone pain from sitting up. Um, yeah, bro, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, usually I got it from sitting in a car, like, you know how you're sitting sort of flat on the on the floor of the car? But since I've been driving my truck, I've never had that pain. But as soon as I'm sitting upright and I start to arch my back, yeah, just finding that I'm getting a lot of like pain in my lower back. But no, it was um, it was good to um, just um, yeah, relax. Friday, I caught up with my cousin before she left, which was pretty hard because I wanted her to stay for the weekend so we could catch up and stuff. But yeah, she made it home safely. Um, yeah, she told me about that movie. You guys are gonna get watched on Tuesday, so I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I'm ready to watch that, or if I can stomach to watch it all." You know, yes, it was hard enough having that conversation with Steve yesterday, and just you know, it felt pretty. Yeah, I felt pretty emotional listening to her um talk. So, um, a week's been just a regular, eh? just a norms. How about you, La? How's your week been? Oh me, uh, yeah, it's been all right. Um, just working. It's been working, but it hasn't been that busy at work. It's been really oddly quiet. Which is quite strange, especially at this time of the season. Or maybe Sorry. it's like how you were saying it's really cold. <laughs> Nobody wants to come out and you know and get stuff. Been a lot of Ubers, yeah. so so they they um, probably is saying something that it is too cold. But um, yeah, no, it hasn't been that bad. I'm um, just been busy work and you know trying to yeah just try to do stuff at home. And yeah, that's me. Not 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 too much. Yeah, man, my week's been good, eh? It's been uh, usual work shit. Glad I got Eric on board to do some editing. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, finally, <laughs> finally, because uh, I remember we did it last time, but now yeah. I've finally got it etched, etched in. So, yeah, I had to work on yeah, a little so. bit of um, parts that I couldn't get, but they were easy. So, mm-hmm. now that's sunken too. So, there's two videos we've got down, eh? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, 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 I don't I, have to do. I, 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 I'll I won't, I'll, I'll finish the second video after this because I have yeah. I just woke up recently so yeah I'll finish it after Damn. this it won't take me long. Man, the West Wing's growing, eh? Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as I learned how to do the other things, then um, yeah. But hopefully, we can pull out the videos at the same time as the audio. Yeah, man. That's no, probably, that's that's the, probably goal, the goal, eh? Yeah, that is the goal. I need to get on to some writing. Ah. Got no time to edit, man. These days. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there's a backlog, man. I got heaps of videos. Backlog of your five videos. Too okay. um, far behind, right. man. But uh, Sweet. we'll um, get there. Yeah. Can't wait. Shall we start with our first article? So we'll start with um, uh, news that Filippo posted up about a woman that got fired from her job for going on TikTok. She had an office job, right? And she got called in for a review or some sort from HR. They gave her some stats. So in a span of so much time, they calculated she only tapped the keyboard 59 times. I know they they've got the data to get that because you know of the IT and all that stuff. They can they can monitor what their workers do on in the office on the, on at the desk and stuff. That was enough to cause concern of what, why she wasn't doing any work. And she she came late to work forty seven times and other stuff like that, which showed that she was behind on her work and she wasn't doing much. But 
she had lots of activity on her the TikTok account because because outside of work she's a influencer, right? She makes she she makes m- m- money from her social media as well. You're spending a lot of time on social media during work hours, which they found out because if they look on the on the on her her, her posts she's been doing on social media, the time of her posts are all during work hours, you know, and there's hours of it. So she's taking the company to court for wrongful dismissal, but I don't think she'll win because of all the evidence they've got. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a story that I thought this the day and age. Hey, everybody's on trying to make money on social media, and the influencer thing is is, is real, man. Like if you if you go viral, you're gonna get addicted to that, and you're gonna jump on that bandwagon. That's what do you guys think? That's the same thing with YouTube, isn't it? Like if you get enough subscribers. You actually get paid. That's the way they're doing it, right? Online. So it's kind of the same. But yeah, all over the platform. Hmm. So what's your thoughts on this on this woman? Well, doing a TikTok at work. Yeah, and getting fired for it. Or getting in trouble for it, I should say. Yeah, Yeah. no, nah, I think she, she, um, she should have not done it at work. She should sort of try and figure out other ways of... Or, or, or have, like, less um, days at work. Like, split her days, maybe. Cut her days down that she spends her work and dedicate one day to her TikTok events. Maybe that's one way of doing it. Yeah, I think it um it almost ever shadows the fact that like you know people that might need the emergency calls for like you know people trying to get a hold of them because like I know there's workplaces that now stomp that stuff out. You know you can't use your personal phones on the floor and stuff. But like if she was making a TikTok, like how long? Would she have been editing it or trying to record it for? I think if the productivity or whatever she was doing obviously meant that she wasn't doing her job, yeah, then there's probably you know good grounds that yeah she was just standing at work actually getting paid twice to influence and to you know do whatever she's paid to do. I think the saddest reality of it is that that, that if her company bought her upstairs bought statistics to show like how many times she touched the keyboard but that shows how out of touch maybe her organization or business place of work is with her because you'd think that wouldn't they have people like just walking around checking on them every now and then like see what they're up to and stuff or would they have surveillance cameras seeing what they're doing it's crazy that they can pull up all their it and sort of like count how many times she touched the keyboard <laughs> that's man do they have a do they have that sort of thing inside the toilet like how many times you go and wipe your ass or like open up the, <laughs> the door to actually go toilet man because i bet you if they put a monitor on how many times people do that well then they wouldn't be thinking oh 59 times ain't that bad then connects to like 100 times you know yeah because mm. I, I know i know where i work they have a, a monitor system where every time you open up the pause um the tool it you it gives the it gives the person in real time, um, where, where if they're monitoring from home, or if they're monitoring from the office, uh, of how many times you open up that till and how many times you close it, and then and if they're suspicious enough, they can go and check their camera yeah, to the yeah. site where you're actually working in real time and have a look and see what you're doing. Wow. So yeah, they, they have all that kind of technology out there. It's it's possible. Hmm. I think the most interesting part of this story is, yeah, the fact that workplaces can now monitor their workers in a way where it's sort of creepy what they can yeah. do. Like, especially yeah. if you're in an office situation when you've got a computer and you have a IT, especially those big companies, eh, like big big corporations that you know don't want to waste any time. 
like every second counts every second is yeah, yeah. Is, is dollars you know and if you're wasting those seconds on tiktok or social media or, or got your facebook yeah. on your screen and you're not doing your work well you know if you're doing that for amount of time that is more than your lunch break (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, i mean like they were selling like insurances or like selling like um um like they were brokers like trying to make sales like you know yeah if they were were measuring that like if they said look your your kpi needs to be at least 11 or 59 for the day and like she's only touched the 58 but made no sales like oh that's a that's an issue to pull you upstairs. We'll be like, uh, so we noticed <laughs> you have done jack shit. <laughs> but then that's when you'll be like, oh, wow, really? No, I didn't know that. I've learned it like I 11 remember, videos um, on TikTok. One time, because <laughs> I remember one time, because we get, we, get we get a discount for our food that we have at, at work. And I did a double shift one, one period, but I used uh, my staff card the whole day. And they were monitoring that. They were watching. Oh, like, hey, this guy has been eating all day. Is he still at work? Or <laughs> so what? they 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 rang my boss and they were saying, hey, um, we believe that your 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 staff member might have given the card to somebody else, and they're using it. And he was saying, nah, he's doing overtime. He's he's here. Uh, we we don't believe he can eat that much. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I had I had there was like a large amounts of food on there, but. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell? They monitor their shit? Mm. Like fucking bullshit. So I've, I've just got the numbers up on screen. I didn't have it before, but... Okay, so it was 50... She, she had key, 54 keystrokes per hour over 49 days. Oh, yeah, so, no. That's what's Wow. She was found Whoa. to work fewer... She worked fewer than her scheduled hours on 44 days. She started late Damn. 47 times. And perform zero hours of work four times. Oh, oh that's shit. Fun. That's, that's taking the piss. That's really taking the piss. But good on her, yeah. man. Like, fuck, if you can get away with it, do it. What's yeah, stopping yeah. you, you know? You've got to get well, the money. Well, well, it looks like she didn't get away with it because she got fired. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, just the thought of what they can do. Like, if, if this is the new technology used to micromanage, you know, they don't have to have a person walking around looking over your shoulder. You just go to the IT because oh, can you tell me who um who came over there? Who, <laughs> why is he on Facebook at, at nine o'clock AM or stuff like that? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's things you have to. I think um yeah, I think the bigger company you go work for, the more chance of or more likely it is for them to, to micromanage their stuff. Yeah. Hmm. But still, whether yeah, the, the statistics are pretty well. <laughs> Well, for however long that we're not eating, like shit. Yeah. It's obviously she needs to, you know, just just do a TikTok, bro. Just stick to the TikTok clip. That's what you want to do. Yeah, but that's another thing too, because I understand, you know, if you're an influencer and you're on TikTok and you go viral and you got all these followers and you make money from it, that's cool. But that's not a long term thing, eh? Nah. You know, no, it won't last for long. You gotta think about the future. You know, you gotta think about um how it is that you know how how to sustain um that yeah i can't see myself doing something like that all the time i'll just be i'll probably get sick of it mm. would be like a short-term thing yeah because you know people do go old and then <laughs> and your face will get wrinkly and then what <laughs> no one's gonna f- stop everyone, <laughs> all your followers will start dropping off but um sure boys um the other article we're gonna talk about is the michael or story so if you've seen the movie The Blind Side, 
starring Sandra Sandra Bullock about the um, African American um, big man. I think he was nineteen. He was a teenager at the time. Eh? He was nineteen at the time when he was he was got homeless, and a family um, picked him up and sort of adopted him and and nurtured his his sort of schooling at a young age, um, especially because he was. He was a talented uh, American football player, and he he, he eventually um, m- made college and eventually made the NFL. So the the movie The Blind Side was was based on his on on that on on what happened, based on the family that that took him in, and, and based on his coming up to go to college and play for the NFL. Now he's come out again in a story where he's suing the family. For false adoption, and for for monies that were owed to him from the movie that he didn't get, so I'm not sure. I think the case is ongoing, but it looks like he's asking for a share of profits from the movie, and to um, I think to to take away his legitimize his adoption because the that that's. Because the adoption wasn't an actual adoption, that's a conservatorship, eh? A conservatorship, so yeah, that's I only know of like what happened to Britney Spears, but my understanding is that if someone has that conservatorship over you, they make all your financial and all your decisions like a field to get employed. That the negotiation wouldn't be directly at him; it would be at the legal guardian. So that's pretty fucked up, man. Think about it. If if he didn't sign an adoption, because he was, or unless the um legal age in the states is like twenty one, wherever here it's eighteen. But if they had a like fooled him into signing something like conservatorship, fuck that's messed up, eh? Because that's pretty much crippling you to be able to do anything. Like even if you're like to go um hire purchase something or go maybe sign up at like a uni or like a university. Or anything like that. So if that is what actually happened, then him going to where the parents went as students is pretty much against what the um the college football um program and the way they um recruit. That's break they would have broken all those laws as well. Because there's that one part on the movie where they asked him why did you want to go to that college, and then he sort of like you know the the movie's making out as if he's been like brainwashed. Or like he's been pressured into going to where that the parents went. So it makes a lot of sense, though, because in the end he ended up going there. Oh yeah, now nah, uh, I'm showing you now. He wants to end the conservatorship. Yeah, oh, conservatorship. So the difference between conservatorship and the adoption was adoption would be you know like any adoption you'll become part of the family, right? Yeah. But the conservatorship is different. You, you you're not anything, but Oh, but control of the financial of that person. So the family, so that family earns all his financial, whatever he gets financially. Well, they've got pretty much. They've got legal authority on on his finances. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that, the, but that's it. It's got nothing to do with being adopted or anything. If I think if if you watch the movie, it's he, he gets adopted, eh? Yeah, that's what oh, I thought. Oh, I was like, oh wow, they adopted him. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's, it's not so he's saying it's not an adoption it's a conservatorship which is not an adoption it's just they want to control his, his financial deals which he claims that when they made the movie the profits went to the family and not him yeah, so so what happened that like he claims in in his he claims that he's oh um the the movie made the family millions of dollars the movie actually came out and said no we didn't pay them millions of dollars we only paid them seven hundred and seven hundred thousand dollars seven hundred six hundred thousand dollars seven hundred sixty thousand dollars yeah that sounds freaking wrong eh, is he hmm something like, doesn't sound right that yeah like but even for himself like when would he have known Oh, hello, I'm actually like when he signed his football contracts and that, wouldn't that have been like, that would have been how, through the family, eh? That would have been through them, so it's just surprising. Maybe is he looking for his, his like where was his cut from it, or is he actually, actually wanted to be paid back from them? He, he, he just, was, um, he's not claiming any NFL money, so maybe the money looks like the money should have been straight to him. Because why? Why would they? Why would they pay the family his his his, his salary? The NFL is 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 so officially his job. Yeah. So he'll he'll get all the money from that job. He would have been yeah. we would have been roughly at legal age by then, don't we? Then yeah, but just... he still got the conservatorship on him. But so yeah. he's so so the court case is for him for him to dissolve the conservatorship, okay. the family to dissolve it. And for the family to not use his name and and, and like this anymore. <laughs> but but I know, did you watch I, the movie? I did watch a bit extra though, like of mm. what was happening in that situation, because there's articles of him going on a TV show and he's like actually saying to them that Sandra Pollock should give up her her Grammy for the award because the mm. movie was fucked. That they the family did him ever like that, you know. So Damn. I don't think I'd go that far. But to be able to, like, say if he went on, like, Ellen DeGeneres or, like, Steve Harvey show and went on there or ESPN and just came out and mm. said, man, like, there's some truth to the story. Because it pretty much is a story, right? It's yeah. about him not having a family and having the potential and that. And, like, he just, all he needed was the support. And so he, he ended up becoming the Michael Orr and made it to the NFL. Like, that's a dream. Like, that's a, take a guy from poverty and put him in, the biggest, you know, NFL stadium in front of the thousands and then being a full-time gridiron player versus, like, well, how many other stories are there like that, though? But, the, <clears throat> yeah, conservatorship, that's a bit of fuck, though. Like, mm. I think, yeah, yeah, especially if he's before. saying that he was fooled into, like, being adopted. Yeah, I have, I have questions, though. Why now? Yeah, exactly. It's 2023, and he's yeah. come out now. Because it was a book first, right? The book came yeah. out in twenty. 20- in 2006 the movie blindside came out in 2009 he's come out 2023 so yeah. 10 11 12 13, 14 14 yeah. years it took him to realize yeah well, he just watched the movie has, has he, he ran out of money now that's why he needs more money or has he spent yeah, all his if it wasn't money though wouldn't it be like because like yeah like they gave him a life though right they gave him a life yeah. they gave they housed him they fed him he was part of the family but then maybe, you know, there was no sort of like um, poor intent or like bad intent on their part. They were just trying to nurture him and make sure that he made it into the NFL. And like he would have been on heaps of money. Mm. There would have been at least some point on that 
that time where he felt like, man, they've done everything for me. But then as he's gotten older and become more mature, then maybe he had his own family. And then he's probably looked at it like, well, they did house me. They did feed me. I was one of them. But legally, I'm not adopted. Maybe this conservatorship probably needs to be washed off. But in that time, from when they made the movie to when he got his career had finished, how much money have they been making off me? Because it's my name. Right, mm. you know, so maybe that that was the like you know, because say if his kids would say, Oh, dad, you know, the movie is big, like, how much money did you get? And if he was to read, like, okay, 270,000, and then you go to Wikipedia, <laughs> click it, and go, Hey, Perry, you're gonna be thinking, Fuck, these fucking guys fucking had this ever behind us, too dumb to see, or maybe because he felt like I'm entitled, my kids should be entitled to some of that, too, because at the end of the day, his kids will be going. So you lived out there, they housed you, you got a career, you lived a long activity, you're one of the you're in the books, you're one of the first black guys to have a movie after you, but you got nothing. That's hard to fucking swallow and say to your kids. <laughs> yep, because of that conservatorship. So I don't know. That would be one thing I'd think of, like, fuck yeah, he literally got nothing. Yeah. The other one I can think of the only thing of is, is is lawyers, man. You know, lawyers are looking for s- stories like this. Then yeah, they go yeah, tap yeah, you on the shoulder. Yeah. Hey, man, I think we can get some money out of this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, Pretty yeah. Sure. They're, they're fucking you around, man. Hire me, yeah. and we'll get some money for you. You know, yeah. yeah. Those all those all that's going around it as well. <laughs> yeah, it would have been alarming to see the amount, though. Like if that, you know, because initially they would have said, "Oh, yeah, that's how much the family got." But then to see it, like after however many years, and see. Well, that's how much is actually cash at the box office and even however many times on streaming networks and stuff like that. Yeah, you'd mm. be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you get jack shit? Of course you're going to be upset. Mm. I just hope, I just hope, like, that doesn't, or like, maybe like, you know, because the family did look after him. It's not like they didn't care about him. But I just yeah. hope that, like, that money is worth breaking all of that up, you know, because he's actually gone after them, mate. Well, according yeah. to the movie studio, they've come out with the amount, right? So it was seven hundred sixty thousand odd. Um, but there was no deal for a percentage of 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 profits to go to the family. So there's no deal like that because sometimes there's a deal like that when the actor yeah. gets oh the actor will get paid for their time making the movie, and then five yeah. percent of the of the profits too. There's deals like yeah. that, but there wasn't a deal f- for this according to the yeah according Damn. to the. Um, the movie studio but the movie costs 90 29 million to make and it made 309.2 million dollars mm. and they only got 700,000 yeah 700,000 700, well he pretty much got 70 cents of like the seven thousand dollars really hey like, <laughs> got nothing <laughs> I don't know if I could do that bro I don't know if I could do that eh? like if they mm-hmm. gave you a life well no what's stopping you from making a, a real legit like he could do his own Netflix series right he could do something for himself but like exactly. why go after why go after a family who fucking looked after you man you know mm-hmm. you became and why a after all these years, million things oh, bro, why after all these years that's my question you have to wait till you're poor again, or what? <laughs> nah, somebody's probably man. on the sh- shoulder, man. Saying, yeah, get that money. Unless it's this boy from the hood going, you fucking changes, man. You ain't come back and look at us. <laughs> He's got nothing. He's got nothing. He's like, changes can. Someone said, oh, yeah, so those white people clothed you, fed you. <laughs> they didn't look after you. Then he'd be like, damn it, I'm going to go after them. I'm going to go after them. 
<laughs> yeah, selfie does, bro. Like, damn, it's a lot of money, dude. Yeah, I was quite surprised when I first I when I first heard this. I was like, oh shit, it's been a while, and he's coming out now. As that was my first um, thought when I just quickly uh, looked at it. I was like, oh okay, but yeah, it's, it is a good movie, all in all. Yeah, it's brilliant for me. Brilliant film. Okay, shop boys. Um. We'll get, we'll get to some what's on your social media. So, you know, when you're sitting on the the valley wheeler and you're scrolling on your phone, what's catching your your eye? <laughs> okay, let's have a look. <laughs> who, who did he say? <laughs> man, I'll tell you what I'm enjoying. Page, eh? Huh? On the market? Just just market page, man. I'm, a, I'm addicted again. Damn it. On market page? Sure. I've already started doing my Christmas shopping. Like, I've already started scaling stuff, like what I'm going to buy soon. For certain people that they've already given me hints and tips. So um, I've already started looking. So I'm on, yeah, I I wouldn't say marketplace. I'll be just the overall internet, just looking around on Google and, and that. Yeah, I'm enjoying. Um, I'm enjoying on TikTok. I'm enjoying p- people putting full movies on TikTok. Have you noticed that? Full movies. Yeah, like I think well, TikTok is like three minutes or four minutes or, or I, don't, I don't know. I think it's three minutes, but people are actually posting up the whole movie on there. So three minutes at a time. Oh, real? Yeah. So I watched um that movie with with Jennifer Lawrence, how she's trying to go out of that that guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the kid, I forgot the name of the movie. So that whole movie's on there. And then I watched um, Iron Fist, the one on Netflix. Iron Fist. <laughs> is that with, um, um, is that the Wu Tang, um, with, uh, shit, what's his name? Nah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's one of the Marvel, um, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was checking the other Iron Fist. It's one of the Marvel TV shows, so that's on there. Um, also, also watching um, Justin Norms. He's got a, a program on on TikTok called Nine to Fivers, and it's like a, a mockumentary style, a comedy where it's based in a a shop, a retail shop, like a uh, what do you call it, like a an old leemings, an old leemings, or a um, uh, you know, there's there's the space where you can buy TVs and yeah, yeah, like a JB Hi Fi store or and washing machines and all that kind of stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. appliances and that, yeah, yeah, appliances. So he's got a show on there on TikTok called Nine to Fivers and it's starring uh, Regan Fawai and um, Who's Gang, Who's Gang's in it, yeah. and Terrell. And Cam, he, uh-huh, he came on shit. too. He came on, yeah. So I think it's 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 it's, it's two minute episodes coming out Sundays and Wednesdays. I think they're up to episode four. Was so it only, yeah, on, I, only on TikTok? Or is it on? It's only on TikTok. Well? It's only on TikTok. So I don't know if you guys know that program needs to come on called The Office. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the yep, British version. Yeah, it's 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 a style. It's the same style as that. Oh shit, that's pretty cool. 
it's, it's that kind of style. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, so that's something new on TikTok, dude. Yeah, just yeah. It's, I don't know about the what happens to the, the the copyright, how people can put whole movies on there, but they don't. They're doing, aren't they? Mm, interesting. Oh, really? I also saw the story on TikTok. Man, I'm getting. <laughs> There's three things on TikTok I'm talking to you guys about. Sorry, but, um, sound like you're hooked, right? <laughs> TikTok fever. But there, but there's a story in the states about this this teenage girl. She's 19 years old that just got found guilty for murder, child as an adult. Got got two conservative, uh, two consecutive 15 years to life sentences for killing two people. So what she did was, she's 19 years old and her her boyfriend was. Was nineteen years old as well, and he was gonna break up with her. So what she did was she had him in the car, and she had his best friend in the backseat of the car, and they were driving, and she just put the pedal pedal to the middle, and crashed the car into a brick wall, killed both of them, the passenger and her boyfriend, but she survived. So obviously she wanted to um, end the whole thing, but she survived just with a broken arm. You know, oh, oh, man. so her trial was on TikTok, and yeah, it was just uh, uh, I took notice because there's this thing on TikTok when she's she's sitting down while the judge is like um the the, the her lawyer and the judge are, are talking and 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 the camera's just focused on her and she's like swinging in her chair and 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 and, and the caption is like oh look she acts like she doesn't care she's gonna get she's gonna get um. Lit off, and you can see her face. She's like, um, sort of sm- not smiling, but you know, she's not paying attention, and she's swinging in a chair. So she looks, she's looking kind of um, arrogant, you know. And then, and then it switches to the next one after she g- gets found, found guilty, and she's like sobbing in tears. She's crying, you know. And then, uh, yeah, then I just went into it, and and uh, I saw the whole story. So. Uh. Because, yeah, yeah, with TikTok, you can actually, on the fly, you can write all all types of stuff right, while you're doing the videos and shit. Like, all yeah. types of comments right on the fly. So, probably yeah. that's the different thing with TikTok. And get every, everybody else's reactions at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was the thing. Like, I, I was I was scrolling through, and I, I was watching the story, but I was watching all the other people's reactions to the story, too. Like yeah. I saw the car, the car crash. There's even footage of the car. Like I think there's a yeah there is footage of the car actually crashing, like speeding down the street. But the but she, she it's funny because she, she was saying it was an accident, you know. But then that they discovered that with investigation, she was actually in that area where she crashed days before the crash. Like she was like she looking for a place up. to crash, <laughs> and they found that out through her phone because they GPS their phone, and she was in that area. A few days before the crash. Hey, we were just talking about this earlier. (laughs) (laughs) The monotine. (laughs) Yeah, the monotine. That's right. So, you know, the the lawyers of the families that their sons got killed, they were saying, oh, she already knew. She she, she planned the whole thing. Because she was going for um, manslaughter. It was an accident. But then that, she got um, got, manslaughter turned turned to murder. And she got 15, 15 to life. Mm. 19 years old, man. So. Fucking hell. Hey, you just reminded me. You remember those guys that were doing the whole ripping thing at the bar? The Hooch, the the hooch bar. 
Oh, the two, the brothers, eh? Were they brothers? Yeah, the brothers. They got something like one got sixteen point five years, the other one got seventeen. What was that? I saw it on the paper the other day. Sorry for bringing that up out of the blues. These are the two brothers that have been um, drugging people, eh? Drugging people, patrons at the bars and shit. And then, yeah, they'll get oh, them drunk and then they'll yeah. Harry Over here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 New Zealand. Was it here? Oh, I think it was Christchurch. Yeah. Was it Christchurch or Dunedin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mom, the mama hooch. Uh, far out. I feel sorry for the dad. Oh, man. Uh, old roofies, eh? Yeah, man. And then taking advantage <laughs> of a woman and taking them upstairs and recording them and whatever. Yeah, so That's... it was big, multiple people. Um, Women in the Christchurch bar, mama hooch. Mama hooch, is that the name of the bar? Yeah, <laughs> Daddy and Roberto Jazz used their positions in the family business and neighborhood uh, neighboring restaurant Vetti to spike drinks and drug and sexually violate people between 2015 and 2018. God damn, shocking, bro. Three years that's a long time to think you're not gonna get caught and just keep on doing it. <laughs> yeah, probably just got more like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's keep going. But yeah, just that when you said that, that life sentence, I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's been a TikTok week for me on uh, social media. Yeah, I've been watching those um, bloody YouTube, you know, the short uh, YouTube videos? Just random videos. On the shorts? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I caught myself watching it for an hour, so I was like, fuck, what a waste of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been doing that shit. What about you, Let's? What have you been doing? I've just been market pitch, bro. Because, like, I've been thinking of, like, buying a Portacom. But, like, I want to sort of, like, just test myself and maybe build one. I mean, I know I'm capable of building one. I mean, I don't have all the power tools to do it. But just looking at the price of what you buy, like, um, a 6 by 3 uh, like almost like a container, like an actual like uh, port container, which is 20, 20, 20 foot container. I can what make you, one, right? What are you, what, what are you trying to build? Oh, so I want to build a, like a little studio to cut out of and put it oh, around the front. Um, yeah, I'll be looking at the price of timber and stuff. But like when I weigh it up, what you pay someone to to build a fence for you, which is like one hundred nine dollars a a meter. Versus whether I can go buy all that material myself and do it myself. So, yeah, I've just been shopping for, like, materials, eh? But, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind building one myself. I mean, it's not hard. It's just the matter of having the power tools and the time to do it. Yeah. But, yeah I think I'm going to go off just trying to make it myself because right, you can look at the ones that you can get that are fully insulated and that, and they sort of like the inside of your fridge, you know, which is, or, like, they feel like the material on the on the side of a fridge, that um, oh, the, thin aluminium sheet, and it's insulated. Yeah. But I mean, you can't paint it, you know, so I might just try and build one, bro. I'm looking at the price of jibs coming down. I'll probably build one, half half, um, half timber, half um, corrugated iron, and yeah, make, a, make one custom to myself. I'll just take my time building it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it wouldn't cost me like 13 grand, 18 grand. That's like fucking. I was like, go give me a new car with that money. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly, bro. 
Yeah. With the prices but these days, man. Hmm. Wow. Sweet brothers, um, shall we get to uh, the fear book of the week? So, today's fear book of the week is brought to you by Never See a Lalo. Yay. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, <clears throat> we found the um, it's it's on the Facebook page. So, it's a video of um, it looks like a workplace, and apparently there's a mouse running around the workplace and there's women um, present. So it's up to the men to try and, and try and get rid of this, this mouse. So it doesn't even go to plan because firstly, we're giving the fit book to the men because the way they're handling to how they're handling to catch this mouse, they may as well be the girls too. And you'll know what I mean when I play the, when I play the video. So here it goes. What the? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. You know how, how, how would you have handled that, um, Eric? Bro, I don't know what the guy with the broom was doing, man. Just smack it. You run after it and you try to beat the shit out of it. Now, you Jeez. know what I imagine, Eric? I don't believe you one, one, one at all, bro. I imagine you telling everyone you need to grab this, telling everyone else what to do to try and get as close as they can <laughs> and then fucking locking them in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, looking at it hey. again, it looks like somebody's pulling down on the street, man. It looks like a little toy. <laughs> All I can say was like, if that's how you act as a man and fucking something like this, fuck it. Oh up, man! man. <laughs> if it wasn't like a giant ass fucking oh um, rat, yep. That's why I, I put the- uh, as the comment. It's like, man, shit, that was close, eh? Like, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Firstly, they put they put a box over it, right, and then they have to handle it with broomsticks. They want to keep well away <laughs> from the box, you know. Nah. It's and just as bad as the the lady. The, you know, oh, man. in comparison to what I just saw, like I was watching a show. I think I was watching it on um, TV. It was like I went into the lunchroom at work, and there's like a, um, somewhere in Miami, <coughs> there's a there's a animal control, but there was a cop. It was a chick, man. She was wearing like open toe jandals. And she had, you know, like a noose for uh, for like a hen or, or like a dog. Mm. She had one of those. She's walking to the water to get a <laughs> crocodile, man. Fuck. <laughs> Look at these guys. These guys with a broomstick. A box. Oh, my gosh. Oy. Something as big as someone's big toe. He was running around on the floor. And the way they react. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> a giant crocodile. It's like, oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> Mate, they'll be no good on the islands, man. The centipedes and rar, they'll scare the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> oh, well, deserve it for your book of the week. <laughs> so go get your okay, shoeboxes boys, and uh, your broomsticks, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A broom, bro. It's essential for um, getting rid of rodents <laughs> yeah. in your place. Okay, next up we got um, our song of the week. So, this is a song uh, suggested by also uh, Filippo, Mr. Big, To Be With You. Don't know if you guys remember that song, but it's one of those feel-good, um, it's a drinking song, eh? I, w- yeah. I would think. It's a drinking like a song from back in the days. So, one of those, those sing-along drinking songs when you're drunk, probably the end of the night, you know, one of the ending the night songs, eh? Or even in, in, in the middle of the night. Wait, did but you request definitely this? A song, definitely a song you sing when you're drunk. 
did he request us at the jukebox or did he ask the DJ to play it or was he listening to it on the way home? I didn't ask him. I should have asked him, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a line in the course I want you guys, I want to I wanna quote and I want you guys to, I want to ask you guys what you think that quote means. But before we do that, what are the memories you have with this song from back in the days? Um, wow, it, it takes me back to the 90s, straight away. Just, yeah, makes me think of the 90s, everything 90s. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was like Aerosmith or something. I didn't know it was uh, until I saw the title. Then I was like, oh man, because that's from an era from when, like, I remember more than words, extreme, like yeah. guys, with long, guys with long hair and played the key color. You know, it was like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so, right. To hear this, <laughs> guys with long like, hair. oh man. You'd always <laughs> man. hear this after, like, on like easy listening or classic hits, you know? So that's what I'm You're right, was, man. Was he you're drunk? right. <laughs> no, you're right. Because when more than words came out, that was a hit, man. Hey, that was fucking. The jam, eh? Yeah. Bro, this looks. Non, that was yeah, a non hip hop, non pop, non yeah, yeah non hip hop, non non R and B jam that everybody got into. Eh? Hard up. And then you know, bars. and then Mr. Big came out with their song, their version of that kind of style. Eh? So yeah, you're right. It just kicked off that kind of those kind of songs. Mm. Yeah, because it reminds me too of Hoodie and the Blowfish. Yeah. yeah, kind of that kind of same kind of um era. Yeah, yeah I used yeah, to yeah. sing along hard with those guys, bro. Man, fuck, it gets like me in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to read you guys the, the chorus of the song. You can, you can probably sing the song in your head when I read out the words, but the chorus goes, I'm the one who wants to be with you. Deep inside, I hope you feel it too. Waited on a line of greens and blues just to be the next to be with you. Now, my question to you guys is, what do you think the words weighted on a line of greens and blues means? Uh, straight up drugs, bro. Weighted on a line of green and blue? Sounds like a line of coke, bro, but green and blue. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be with you. Shit. Yeah, to me, it's drugs. Okay. So as the, word, as the word line, yeah. line of Wait, greens and blues. Weighted on a line... Of greens and blues. I know, like after hearing that, after you just saying it, it makes me think like, was he on a train or something? Or was he heading that way? Was he sitting like, you know, yeah, at a, train, at a true, bus stop, true. you know? Like at the stop, the train stop, getting off on the line, like on the green line, heading out to where the blue line was, you know? And that was him just at stop after stop after stop just to get to her, you know? Because where's he heading? Where's he coming from? <laughs> That's a possibility. Mm. So Both. according to Google, if you look it up, there's sort of like two meanings. So, so, it's, so, so greens refers to jealousy, and blues refers to depression. Oh shit! That's one of the meanings. The other one is, um, where is it? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a mood ring. So so oh, green is happy and, yeah, and blue yeah, is sad. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those rings, Barry. I had one of those rings. It'll be like red will be angry, oh, right? Shit. Yeah, I think. And pu- yeah. purple will be calm or something, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, shit. Fuck, that's bad. But is he on the phone? He is he on the phone or is he waiting? I think he's waiting. He's waiting on the line of greens and blues. Means he's in the middle. He'll yeah. either be happy or sad. Eh? Yeah. 
Oh. Depending on what. Time. Yeah. yeah. On their answer or something, eh? Until he's with next to her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, that's me. So he didn't ever do this on a drug, so they'd be like, damn it, I was literally <laughs> almost there. Because <laughs> in the movie, he's going like, black. black. Too late. Like, I'm, already, I'm already gone. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no, nice. that's way. Oh, that's cool. That's deep. Nice, nice. That was a good one. Okay, time for uh, how far we've come. Yeah, how far we've come. Yeah, man. Um, so just something that I'll be browsing. That's on the back of um, you know, closer to the elections. And I'm not gonna touch on um, who you're voting for the coming election for the new government. But um, just to pay homage to like um. Honourable um, William Seal, who gave his um, last, forgot what the name of the speech is, but his last sort of share in the, in the caucus the other day, he touched on something that I thought to myself was like, man, that's so powerful. It's so powerful, like just um, the way he's mapped out his speech. And it got me thinking about history and our history of like Pacifica in New Zealand and so, because I didn't get work on Friday and I was in a lot of pain, I was I hadn't really slept because I couldn't sit upright or couldn't lie down on my side. But I started just um, researching and just going into some deep diving of our history and our, especially our history in Ponsonby and Greyland. Um, the early settlers that came, like if we can remember far back enough, we were brought to this country, especially to Auckland, to sort of fit the jobs that you know maybe the Kiwi, the Balangi, and Maori weren't willing to take. So a big aeroplane of us came over, our, our parents, our grandparents came over, and um, just to see, just to see it on film in black and white. And I remember seeing, uh, um, you know, people like um, Hone Harawera and Tingi Lao Ness, um, even the guy, they filmed the movie um, Pampers about the Tonga guy, Willie, I can't pronounce his last name. But guys like that, they came over at a time where we weren't really wanted here we wanted to do the jobs but they didn't want to give us the rights to get like you know the day off or pay increases and it showed in the history back then in the 70s that the housing in Greyland was poor the housing in Ponsonby was poor housing in Home Bay was poor and yet the um, landlords were wanting families predominantly Pacifica families so the New Wayne community the Tokalong community the Samoans that came over during that time they were housed in these like really poor housing, you know, and even today it's still a it's a, still a tough thing for New Zealand homeowners, and like you only need to see how cold it's getting now. Um, it's a it's a big revolution of like how far our people have come. Um, the Honourable William Seal is a minister is for the Pacific um, Peoples. He's in the government, and he was pretty much two or three down from Prime Minister. He was one of those kids that, you know, came over here for a bit of education, a bit of life. He carries his um his culture on his back everywhere he goes. I looked at like the footage of how bad our people were living back in Greyland and Ponsonby and you see how what what has come of those houses now. They're like more than thirty years ago, those were already in the million dollar villas, you know. And our families were sort of 
pushed out of the area and into Mangri, into South Auckland. But people that know their Ngafa far back enough, they know. We lived in in Greyland and Ponsonby first. And like we're on here, we, we took we didn't go out south, but we went down to Ranui, Swanson and Henderson. So looking over the history, I want people to sort of take note of our history and not sweep it under the carpet. William Seal was part of, well, he was one of two guys that made it into Parliament. And there was him and Taito Philip Field who passed away um, some time ago. But if you look at, these were people who were given like low socioeconomic situations where it was state housing. They weren't, you know, we weren't wanted here. And now all of a sudden we're in the government. We're holding spaces like we were in, you know. We got people just waving the flag every, everywhere and everything that we do here. The thing I sort of don't want to forget, and I'm educating my kids around it, is like our history because um, the Tokolan churches is still in town. There's only a handful of other churches apart from the PIC that are still there. But you look how far we come, man. Like we belong here, right? And I'm always going to keep saying that. Like we belong in the society. We have a voice. We have the opportunity to vote. We have the opportunities to get an education here. We should be held to remember it because some of the history when I was at school wasn't taught like the way I know it now and the way my kids know it. And that's the Māori history and the history of this country. But as being a Pacifica, I want us to take that time to go and learn it and teach it back to our kids. Because if you don't teach your kids the history now, when they get older, when they get to our age, they don't have a history to sort of stand on, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not proud of my, my Ngafa from Ponsonby because it's tied to many clubs and it's tied to people who fought for our future. And, like, when I think about um, the Patu Squad, the Polynesian Panthers, um, clubs like the King Cobras, the Mugamob, the Black Powers, they're not, they're not clubs that went out looking for trouble. They were the clubs that looked out for people who felt like they didn't belong and like that's a truth a true history of who we are and what 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 um humble beginnings we came from so now i'm just i'm proud like hearing um william soil's speech and what he pushed in front of the government is and in his time being under jacinda Ardern, we managed to get an apology for the dawn raids and his closing words was to Keep acknowledging the past like that and get it sorted because you only look at the Samoan um, and the Kiwi-born Samoans now and many other PR ethnicities, it's growing. And if you can't correct the past or apologise for it, it's not going to make the future any better because there's always going to be something hanging over that new government and then the people who remember the history. So now I feel proud to, um, to look over it and remember it it's never been a, a a better time i think because i'm going to be 40 soon maybe but yeah i just love the the fact that you know, my parents came many years ago and um we sold our property now we don't have it we want to be 39 years now now my black from ranui proud ranui and now living in intensity stuff and yeah i just like to think of it like man come a long way but we belong here man so yeah that's my little segment of Look how far we come. Shout out, yeah, man. It's um, 
and also like it shows the rest of the world what what New Zealand's all about, you know. Like if other countries with their indigenous, you know, they've the indigenous have have it bad, you know, they probably don't have a a voice. Yeah, but, but I'm not saying like we're we're far ahead. We still got a lot of work to do, but at least you know when Pizza Seal did his um, a valid victory speech, I think. Yeah, yeah, and his attire, man, that showed the world, you know, that we are open to, you know, having those smaller voices to come in yeah. a big space like like parliament and do our thing yeah, you know it's good it, yeah it should make all of us proud mm. yeah man i think it's um I'm, I'm actually proud that um there's a lady she's i think she's um her 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 pop was one of the the founders of the polynesian panthers that they've got that and it's only been loaded, uploaded like in the last two weeks. I'm I'm proud that she's managed to snip it and capture all the riots from when the Springbok tour came, and all of that, and then just some of the earlier stuff for the from the Polynesian Panthers, like you saw, like a young Tingelau talking and stuff. But it's just goes to show, like these guys were pushed out of education, and they saw the way their parents were treated, you know, and they became the voice for their parents, and that's pretty much the opportunities that we have today, man. Like, if they didn't fight for it, then who knows what could have, how, how our lives would have turned out, you know? But it's just, it's massive to see, like, someone from, like, Mangri come over like that and they end up in caucus, man. Like, to me, that's a that's a proud moment, you know? It's a win. It's a win for our people. Mm. Nice. <clears throat> nice segment, the old, um, how far we've come. Enjoy that one every week. Yeah. All right, boys. Um, what we got next? So we do. What should we do? Should we do food review? Anyone got a food review? I got one name for my local oh, man. I want to sound like a guy right now, but I'm gonna say it anyways. So the other night, I went up to Noodle Express. It's on the Roberts Road block of shops. It's the last one on the end of the um the whole block. But they actually got a like a um I think it's called the West. Westside Brewhouse, so there used to be a United video there. They're gonna turn into a, I think, a little liquor store or something like that. I don't know how that came about, but well, it's a brew house, so I'm assuming it might be one of those take your own plastics to fill up your own liquor. Okay. I'm hoping it's, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, it reminded me of Brewmasters, also. that's what I saw. Like when I saw the oh. brew, I was like, what is that? Is that like Brewmasters, you know, because it's the same <laughs> sort of sign. Same sort yeah. of sign, man, and the same font. So I was like, I wonder if it's one of those places you take your own bottles and fill up your own liquor from the drums or stuff like that. But anywho, this um, this Noodle Hut, so um, Noodle Express, it used to belong to a Thai couple, but they're no longer there. So I haven't been up to the takeaways for almost a year and a bit. But I went in and had a look, and they've got like the, you know, like the tender, like the four dollar plate that used to be at the Henderson back in the day. You know, you like you pay the four dollars and then you just pick two. What you want, like the ikku yong, the sweet and sour pork, the fish. So they got one. Silver bell. Similar to silver bell, yeah. Similar to silver bell. (laughs) But, so their price range starts from like $10 for three three scoops, $4, and it goes up in like, maybe like, maybe like 200 grams per plastic serving. So I went in there, and I had to say, hello, introduce myself, 
And I even told them I'll go, I'll do a feed review for you guys. Little did they know, just from the five mushrooms that I had last night, it's not going to sound too good, right? So they had, because um, I asked them, do you have fish? And they're like, we can cook your fish. I'm like, yeah, okay, so they don't do fish bites. But I looked at the fried rice. The fried rice looked nice. They do egg for young, um, a sweet and sour pork, but it's not actual, like, um, it's not the normal pork that you see. It's more like a long strips of bacon, but a thick bacon. They do also do, what do they do? Like a sweet and sour, uh, it's, it's like, it looks like sweet and sour, but it's like a barbecue looking sauce, um, lamb flap curry. And then they have the soft serve noodles and something else. So I went in there with my $14, keen to have some. I had to wait for the egg for young. And she told me, yep, tell me what you what you think when you come back. Because I there were four other options that I didn't choose. But yeah, but if I'm a grader out of five, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say it's a three at best. Reason why it was like, I was standing there and I was cold. I was like getting annoyed, like, come on, man, I just want to get my food and go, like, you know. So this family used to own a restaurant in Onihanga. So she said that she'd been trading there for more than 10 years. And she's finally just thought, oh, man, try my hand at takeaways because the Thai family pretty much gave it to them and then moved in. But, yeah, the fried rice was nice. The egg for young is a miss because the guy was obviously trying to cook real fast and I ended up moving, like, some eggshells out of my mouth. And that's when I was like, that's when I got annoyed because it was like the second scoop. They're like, fuck. I was just annoyed. But then um, the thing that annoyed me the most and why I give it a three is because the um, the portion sizes of the plates. So if you started from $10, $12, $14, and it goes up to 20 bucks. So 20 bucks, you can choose anything inside. I think it's like one of like maybe 10 things you can choose from. But yeah, that's why I don't sort of like not happy like that there's so many options and sizes and go up like a dollar or two dollars so yeah three only because of that but in terms of like um the options like the three scoops and the four scoops was like come on man just do like one price for like the whole lot base your price around the quantity of what you can have like back in the day like most other places do mm. so what i what i advise people to go there I'll let you know when I go back and taste the other four samples. But yeah, little express mentality stuff. Yeah, about a three and a half stars or three three stars for now, until I can go back and taste the rest of the um what they got on their selections. But yeah, that's the only food review I've had this week. Oh. You know those rubber road shops? Yeah, there's one around the corner. There's a, like a Thai place, eh? Oh, the Tuk Tuk Thai used to be there. Tuk- no. oh. Yeah, oh, Tuk Tuk Thai used to be there. So that's gone up to the Glendine roundabout now. They, oh. they vacate the shop right on the end of that block. Oh, okay. So there's no more shop on the on the corner yeah. on the if you turn if you turn on the side of the shops. There's like yeah, a... no, they're not there anymore. Oh, it's uh, now a laundry mat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Oh, but they're in Glendine now, you see. Yeah, they're gone up there. I think laundry mat's always on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell? I think it's probably like some homeless people. Eh? They're going yeah. there. Or they just go sit there in front of machines. But I've and never been pro- in there, but yeah. yeah, I heard that's not a safe place to get dry your washing, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I want to make a shout out to my local takeaways, uh, the Golden Palace takeaways, and Bruce Mac, Bruce McCarran, just opposite Bruce McCarran Intermediate. Yeah, yeah. I oh, reckon yeah. they, I reckon they got good fish, man. The fish is 
big. Yeah. Yeah. So I went there this week because I was, I was lazy to cook. But man, the thing I noticed, because I don't go to the my the, the closest takeaway here at the the Palomino shops because man that is gone gah man um, is it the Kowloon wow. one eh? is it Kowloon oh, fuck yeah those on, prices man, I can't believe it you know how you know prices. you know when, um, if you go to to Smith and Wong's you get the um you get the the, the silver tray with free choices yeah yeah I think the price has gone up man eh? because it used to be 25 bucks back in the day I don't know what it is now yeah yeah but they sell the same thing at that um, Palomino shops for eighty five dollars. Oh, uh, are you talking about eighty five dollars? I think the one at the one up at Lanark shops is around about uh, yeah three choices. If I remember correctly, sixty five. But bro, I reckon it's mean. It's mean. Yeah, sixty five. See, that's yeah, that's that's over the boundary. Yeah, yeah. See, I'll pay forty dollars for that that kind of tray. Eh? Oh, like, for forty bucks is like borderline, but I understand prices going up. But man, the prices at that Palomino takeaway, man, eighty Holy shit, man! Like, uh anyway, oh, yeah. man, you can't even you can't even spend ten dollars at at a, at a fish and chip shop anymore. You know, nah, come away with a feed for your family. Not even their makers. Remember, five dollars chips used to be heaps, eh? Five dollars. Right, five dollars chips during summer is probably the killing at the takeaways now, eh? Because like yeah. five dollars or what it used to be back in the day, like five dollars now, it looks like a dollar cup. Yeah. <laughs> Legit, yeah. Man. Legit. It's like fuck. Yeah, I, I, could, I asked for I think five dollars now too. I, I think minimum for me now is like if we're gonna get chips, it's probably ten. Ten dollars worth. Wow. And that looks like five bucks. It's like five dollars for one scoop now. Man, I I tell you what I am feeling right now, man, is um if you go into Canton or Pack and Save, they have the um the pub fries or the pub wedges. Mm. Yeah. Man, anyone that listens, man, and I appreciate your love and support, get at us that we can buy a decent-sized plate of wedges, man, because fuck. Gone are the days of the $8 wedges when you get to the pub and get, like, the sour cream and all the rest of it. Mm. But, man, yeah, even that, at the moment, it's, like, almost... I think I went to a place down in Henderson, it was, like, almost $14. I'm not surprised. $14. But the widgets were good, though. The widgets were good, but I'm I'm trying to look for a place that does nice widgets. eh? I'm just happy just to go there and eat the widgets. Yeah, the other good thing about eating any widgets is the sour cream and the the sweet chili sauce. Yeah. I was going to say that, too. Bruh. And and sprinkle some bacon bits and some cheese. Bruh. (laughs) <laughs> that's the one. But that's me. That's the winter foodles. That's the winter foodles. That's why when I saw their takeaways and I saw it was like options. Oh, you can just break them. Like, oh my mm. gosh, where is this? How long have you been here? That's why I was like, I see all these widgets. But nah, right. man, widgets. Yeah, bro, making it got a pack of widgets. Let us know, man. Yeah, bro, making it yourself now. Three fifty for a bag from the pack and save. You just put it in the the oven, just air for it. You know. Oh, oh. The, the best widgets I've ever tasted in my whole life in Auckland is the Cavalier Bar in, in Ponsonby. So the Cavalier is on College Hill. It's like a pub in the corner. And get the widgets there, bro. Oh, man. Best. They're probably like 50 bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll let you know when I got a spare 50. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> just to get just to save up four fifty for some widgets. Yeah. Damn. Sweet boys. Um, shall we go to what are we watching? Oh South yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching this. Um, so yeah, I I just finished watching Ahsoka. The it's part of the Star Wars uh, franchise. That's um, yeah. I, I mean, if anyone that knows uh, Star Wars and that, or seen the Clone Wars, the animated series, um, yeah, they wouldn't know what I'm talking about. The Ahsoka series. So yeah, that that was pretty good. But what I really wanted to talk about was uh, a Korean TV series that I just finished watching on Netflix called Movie. Um, it's about it's, it's superheroes. It's about superheroes, but um, it's, uh, set made by uh, set in Korea, so it's Korean. Um, it's the storyline goes that these there are superheroes within the community, and the government are trying to find these superheroes and use them for government use, like you know, for military and that. But um. But these superheroes end up having kids. You know, they start having families of their own, and they don't want their kids to go through the same thing. So they start going into hiding, and the these the government starts trying to see if they can flush these guys out. But they have experiment uh, heroes of their own as well, and they use them as assassins to try and hunt down these um, old remnants of these old superheroes, but which have kids. So. The kids don't know that they have superpowers yet until later on in their teenage life as, as they start learning about their powers and stuff and start learning that the other colleagues in their school have powers as well. And um, it goes with the story where the assassin comes over to town and he starts taking down these superheroes. But he starts to learn that these heroes that he's been taking down, they also have kids. So, so he tries to make their move on the kids in it. So it starts up brought out with the, the characters... Um, their backstories in it and the parents' backstories. But I find it really fascinating, eh? It's a kind of different type of superhero movie. It's not too there's not too many hard up flash special effects. There is special effects in it, but it's very mild. And it's kind of and it's real gritty. There's a lot of blood, heaps of blood. And uh that's there's a lot of action too, which is quite odd. Because when you watch it, it's like a romantic comedy type of program. But then you've come with this really violent action scene. So it's like, what? I don't, what am I watching? <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of confusing in a way, but it works. The kind of chemistry is working for me. So, yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah, Korean movies have been coming in headlines a lot. Like, they've been coming up, being real influential in the, um, in the movie business. There was this one famous movie that came out a while ago, filmed in Korea. The story is out of it. It's a story about um, a serial killer who kills children. So he oh. he kills um, like uh, nine year olds, eight years old. Anyway, um, the parents of all these kids, maybe there's five kids or whatever, get a message to come to this warehouse, right? <laughs> yeah, I've heard this one. So the parents all show up at this warehouse. These are the parents of the kids that have been killed by that zero killer. They show up to the warehouse and there's a guy chained up to a chair in the warehouse, blindfolded. Hmm. And he's the killer. He's the killer of their kids. And in this warehouse where the parents show up, there's all these weapons around, like an axe or a saw or all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they're told that that is the, 
serial killer. And what are you going to do about it? So the story is based around that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, if you were a parent, what would you do? Yeah, yeah, that's especially what they're saying there. Sort of thing, you know? Yeah. That, that, there's some, um, that, yeah, it's really, they're really creative, eh? And it's, um, it's good to see a different industry, you know, try these kind of things. So yeah, they're real creative, they're real dark. Things. It's real dark too, eh? Yeah, very yeah. Hard, you know? hard up. <laughs> it's funny too because they can go from real dark to real happy joy like almost yeah. kitty like because yeah. that's what I was laughing at this program that I've been watching it was almost kitty like like what mm. am I watching and then it goes really violent like straight to restricted 18 material so it's like oh big switches I mean you need to look, need to look at the way um, Parasite came out and at the time when all these other yeah. good films had come out and like even in here in New Zealand like we didn't even hear about it eh? you need to saw it when it came out though the Grammys and shit, but when it actually yeah. came out and you got to watch it, we're like, "What the fuck? Yeah, that's <laughs> man, that's good." But yeah, their creative minds out of the out of the, out of the box. Eh? like, man, I, you would never have imagined that you can drag a storyline too far, and then the last part of a film just get it going as to why that happens in that film. Yeah, but yeah. Even when uh, with the score with the uh, with the TV show, like the music and stuff in the background is man, it's ahead of its time. It's almost as, just as good as what Hollywood's doing. Yeah. I was like, wow. They really know how to push those, uh, those emotional parts in the scene. Straight and up, they use, Straight they use up the music game. to really amplify yeah, that. They go yeah. hard with it. Yeah, it's like, oh, right. man. Look, he's in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, damn. But yeah, like, especially like especially for like the um the subtitle movies, bro. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Like you're watching, like you know, so you said like watching just normal dialogue and there's no film and it might be just okay intense music, but you just be like oh, you think nothing of it. But when you watch the films, bro, they've got you like going. They're pulling on the strings emotionally, yeah. Like yeah. With the, the sound and then even the words, you know, the the um explanation, like the subtitle that comes up. It's like, and that's fucking deep. And sometimes the characters just need to look at each other, but you understand what's happening. You're like, fuck. <laughs> it's just the music in the background is like going, oh, man. <laughs> it's like crazy. How, how, how about you, Let's? What, what, what have you been watching? Uh, bro, I see, I can't, I, I've been watching my normal films. Um, the, uh, Cooking with Rena, the family ever in the, in, um, in the States. But I and, and my DIY films because you know I'm I'm adamant I'm gonna build my own new barbershop shop in my own studio. But man, just on the back of like having a conversation with someone about like um, was it that that far north film? I don't know if you've heard mm. about it. Mm. But because I heard about the story in here first, and then I walked into the lunchroom at work and I caught like the the Tim Tim Rira and the chick from like Westside. And yeah. I sort of clicked, oh shit, this must be that far off. So it was up to episode four when I'd seen it at the lunchroom. I came home and I watched it on Friday after watching all my um Dawn Raid um like um film on um on YouTube. But man, I gotta say, that is freaking good, man. Like again, the Asian communication with the intense music over the top. Yeah. And then add a Mori and a Balangi. And some Tongans on screen, like it was pretty much the, the the acting crew from Red, White, and Brass. But having those guys all on the oh, screen, along I with those Asians, man, it's fucking good, eh? It's a good, it's a good series, man. It's wait, just... wait, 
Where can you watch that? Because I've been trying to. Um, it's on TV watch free. it online. TV yeah, free. Three, three on demand. Three on. Oh, yeah, three on demand. Three now. Three now. I've been trying to find it on there. Yeah, look up Final Fantasy 3 now. It's on there. I think okay, there must okay. be another two more, eh? Must be two more series or two more episodes. Mm. But yeah, the, just the, the yeah, just the story that I got told in here and then talking about it with, with one of the writers and then watching that, it's like, man, that's really good, bro. Like, man, it's amazing how that story's, um, you know, it is based on a true story, but just how much of it they put on film, which is like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a story that captures the community of uh, the you know the minority communities in in Auckland. You know, you got the Tongans there, you got the Asians, because you got yeah. we got a big Asian community here. And it's good to see them in big parts. You know, like the the ladies that are in the the boat at sea. Yeah. It's all in, in Mandarin too. You got your subtitles, so you know it's good um, representation. Even though it's a bad, that they're, they're bad guys, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> well, see, even like the nana, like that's a nana in Tonga, and like a Tonga nana in Northland, right? If you look mm. far back enough in the history of like when the um like of the dawn raids and that, you know, when the Tongan families were hiding in their their little uh, cubby holes inside flats and stuff, and they knew that the cops were coming, they split, and a lot of the families that left Ponsonby that didn't go out to Manirua or Mangri. Ranui, they went up north, so that history is legit in this film, right? It's like that the family they just lived up north. Mm. Like, it's crazy that, like, yeah, like you know, I got mates they come up and they go, Oh, going up to see my uncle, oh, what's up there? Oh, he's to come get some sheep and put some mandarins. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, true, where up north? They like talking <laughs> about these places, like, I hate part out of that, you know. But yeah, nah, it shows how beautiful New Zealand is too, eh? Like with some yeah. of the, the pucks that they're like panning over the air and stuff. Yeah. And it's how simple life is up north. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I noticed there was a scene when they were trying to get the boat out to sea. And and Tim's <laughs> using the tractor to tow the boat out. And and but the um the, the score on that scene is a lot like the score that's in um the T V series uh Fargo. I think it's season three. With the with the hitting the drums and that, uh-huh. the score is exactly the same. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's good, good. Uh, it's a good nod to that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I tell you what's hard case though, because you know how Tim like reverses the the track day. Eh? He's like We're going back. He's going back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. split seconds. I wait for him to go. Yeah, you fucking breathe. Yeah, yeah. Tim to take the bus. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wait for the Tim to take the bus at those seconds on the bus. Usually <laughs> when that on the boat, he's like, "You fucking idiots! <laughs> you fucking idiots!" Subtitle goes along the bottom, and then you see Tim like reversing. He's fucking, you know, he's waiting for me. You know, you know that whole scene because when the camera was showing me, I was saying, "Bro, I've been in a situation like that where we were backing up the boat, and because we didn't pull out fast enough, the boat came forward again. It got stuck, <laughs> and the guy got pissed off." <laughs> So, man, that's definitely a few book of the week. Um, yeah. They are trying the to the drive the boat. <laughs> <laughs> he was driving, he, the guy that was uh, taking us out, he was all right, but we couldn't reverse the boat uh, fast enough. You know the last yeah. one, how he sped in front, how he sped the boat? Yeah. Sped the boat forward. He was like, turn he, all, it, all he did, all he forgot to do was turn the fucking steering wheel. Yeah. yeah. He just carried on going straight. And he just had to um, turn the steering wheel. Damn. <sighs> It was almost out. Okay, I've been watching. I watched this this film in the week called The Lost King, 
it's a, a it's a British movie, and apparently it's a true story too. So it's based. I think it happened a couple of years ago. You guys know um, King Richard, King Richard the Third. Well, he died in battle, and he got buried, and no one knows where he is. Where he go? <laughs> where he go? No one knows where he 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 got buried until mate, a couple of years ago or three years ago, where where a lady found them. Well, his, well, did they find his um his helmet, his bones? Found his bones because for years, for years, that no one knew where he was buried, and no one, and apparently, no one really cared. <laughs> so that's why they didn't, they never searched for him, you know. But it's been, he's in the history books and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Shakespeare has a play about him called Richard the Third. Um, so over the over 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 centuries, he's been you know talked about in schools and history and all that kind of stuff. But no one actually knows where. In fact, he's he's buried. So, so 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 the movie's about the, this woman, this random woman, who went to a Shakespeare play and got fascinated by King um, King Richard III from the Shakespeare play, and this and just learned that you know, his body n- n- never got found, and that and, and no one really cares. So she did her own sort of research, which led up to the point to actually finding his 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 bones. Oh shit! In in the in the like in the car park, in the car hey. park, it was just in the car park, yeah. <laughs> so she she got the funding, she got some evidence, she she got some evidence to say he might be in here. Looks pretty good. The evidence looks good that we'll be here. But it's interesting how she got the evidence because it's like no one really put two and two together. Like everybody knew the how to find them, but not no one really did anything about it. For all these years, like even the experts, you know. Yeah. So she actually did something about it, and she got some funding, which led to the um, just just digging up this random car park in the city. It was like a car park, like somewhere like a, a back of a building, like like a random building, a random car park sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she dug it up, and they dug it up, and um, they found some bones. Did some DNA testing, and there you go. There goes King Richard the <laughs> Third. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh yeah. yeah, true. I'm looking at the article right now. So, so, so the 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 controversial part of the story was that the the university took the credit, and they didn't even acknowledge the lady that actually did the yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the story. Mm. So yeah, it was an interesting film. It was, it was pretty cool how a random. Woman, you know, decided to oh, I'll go, I'll go, only go look for King Richard since no one in history wants to look for him, and, and she finds him. You know, it's like you know weird. Because she was super passionate about it. That's why. Yeah. It was like hundred hundred percent. Yeah. She was gonna find it. A bizarre story, but yeah, yeah. watch that movie. Shit. Yeah, right in the car park, all right, next to a brick wall, pretty much on the side of the street. Shit. So, you boys, I just want to um, talk about a little bit of sports. So, man, big news, man, last night or this morning, early morning, actually, Fiji beat England. Now, uh, I woke up to their news on social media, and you know, someone posted it up, and I, and the first reaction I was like, was like, what the fuck, man? Shame, shame on England. You know, you know what? I knew that Fiji would make some noise in this World Cup because they look strong as, you know, they had good. Build up games. I think they, yeah, they beat everybody in the um, 
Cup. In the Pacific Cup, eh? Yeah. They beat Tonga in Samoa. Convincing and, you know, too, eh? Uh, mm, yeah. And, and yeah, it shows the, the chemistry that the um that the Jura, eh, have. This is like a, of their squad, of their squad. So it's more than like 20, eh? More than 20 in that squad from the Jura. So that's chemistry. They played week in, week out with each other. Like, that's pretty much what a team going into a World Cup needs to have, eh? Otherwise, it's just a guessing game and who's your best starts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think for me, for England, you know, I hate that team, eh? You know, they've got this hashtag going around on social media called hashtag where the rose. You know, so I used that hashtag when I posted up their score when they lost to Fiji. I said, we are where the rose on your forehead because <laughs> that's what you get for having a, a, ju- a judiciary with uh, that gets guys like Owen Farrell off his bad tackles and, uh, you know, for no reason. But, um, yeah, it's a team I hate, man, but it's good to see them lose against one of the second tier nations which looks like if you look in, at the at the rankings Fiji then now is above Wales Australia yeah. Wales and Australia yeah well, they, they're in the 10 is it they're, or they're at 10 number 10 I think they're oh, I've got the info here so they're ranked 7th oh, so the sure. world rankings go Ireland first South Africa second France third New Zealand fourth Scotland fifth Argentina 6th, Fiji 7th, England 8th, Australia 9th, Wales 10th. So not bad for second tier nation to go to climb up in the top 10. Mm. And then also that game, Ireland against Samoa, watched that this morning. It was basically Ireland's B team, but they almost lost. Mm. And Samoa looked really good. Um... They were strong for parts of the game in a row. Like, I think half an hour of the game, in the middle of the game, like end of the first half, start of the second half, Ireland was struggling against Samoa, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that looked good. That was good signs. That was good signs, you know, and they almost won. Um, Just not enough at the end. A couple of mistakes, but um, no, it was good signs for um, Samoa leading into the World Cup. And the Waz. Oh, the Waz won. <laughs> New Zealand Warriors beat um, St. George Dragon. Yeah, the Friday night game, eh? Friday night game. It was touch and go for a while, though, eh? Mm. I mean, you know, some of those, um, the bounce of the ball, bounce of the ball, and just like, you know. But, man, I don't know what it is with the Warriors when they play, like, teams outside the AT. They, it's like they struggled for a bit. It almost looked like they were struggling to put the game away as well. I think it was just come down to like defense in those dying minutes. Yeah, and that's been the story for the last three games, four games that they've been grinding out these wins. Now I, I sit down on the chat with with the one three five footy show boys that you know I think that might be a, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the Warriors to grind out these games with teams that are in the bottom eight because it looks like they're gonna face the Broncos or Penrith if if Broncos win I think next week against Melbourne Storm. Because of Penrith losing against the Eels, against their bogey team, the Eels, might put Brisbane Broncos at first place to become the minor premiership, which means that Penrith will face the Warriors in the first round of, of Finals footy. But they get one chance. So if they lose to Penrith, then they'll either face the, the winner of one of the bottom eight teams in the second round. So... Um, 
But how good is what they're doing at um, Go Stadium? Like, man, the light show, you know, the fireworks. Man, that's the best show in town in Auckland, I, I, I think, right now. Yeah, like you, you, you better buy a wireless ticket to go enjoy the enjoy the show because right now, man, that's the biggest ticket in town. I think. Mm. Yeah, the girls went. The kids went on Friday night. Oh yeah, they yeah. were messaging, man. Yeah, just as you had posted that on um, Facebook, you the kids are saying, man, this atmosphere is mean. But I was like, good, it's cold there, eh? <laughs> 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 I was sitting there watching it. But now, shout out to the to the to the eels, man. That's what's up, eh? And you're welcome to all those people saying thanks for letting us into the top five, bro. It's just a matter of fact, man. When it comes to the, the who's the best team on that side of Sydney, man, you know what it is. Because, yeah. I said, said, actually, for the first time, I'm actually going to get qualified Jerome Lewis with his injury. But, man, what a what a way to exit, eh? What a way to exit. It's like, damn. So, hopefully, he's all right for the tour game when they play in um, October, eh? But yeah, just yeah, I was just I was just laughing how good we were, you know, just for good minutes of the game and like, you know, it didn't look like we were gonna lose from the get go, to be honest. I just wanna make shout out to the I wanna make shout out to the also Aaron because he, he went to the game. I saw his stories. He was at this kind of like a look like a tailgate. Like a like oh, a tailgate yeah, happening in, in the in the stadium. Oh, I think shit. there was a tent. there was a tent behind the posts and there were these Let's say the a boot kind of thing where they weren't cars, but they were like um, a models of cars just backed up to the tents with the boot open, and you could get your drinks out of that. And there were tables in front of it, and you just drink and watch the game, which I thought was was pretty cool. But that's what this is what entertainment is, man. This this is what you need for for the fans. So you know, you know, I. It's it's good that the Warriors are doing this kind of stuff or, or Go Stadium is doing. I don't know who's responsible for or servicing the fans, but putting on a show like that, a light show, turning off the lights before the boys run out onto the field, having the fireworks, having 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 an event like um, the drinks in the tent. These are the sort of things you need to attract fans to come, man. It's not just coming to a game and watch the game and spending all your money on the on the what is it seventy dollar. $70 Coke or the $50 um, hot dog. But you need something more, man. Not something more than just sit down and watch the game. It needs to be an event. So big ups to the Warriors and Go Stadium for for doing that. Sweet boys, um, we got a, a local hero? Yeah, man. And it could have come at a better time to um, identify this guy, man. So... The local hero that I've looked up is um, this guy named Bernie Halfley. If you didn't know who he is, you probably see some of his stories floating about on socials. But this guy is the guy who created the Give a Little, a Give a Cut a Blanket. So this is going on five years now. So the so the bro pretty much he just um, he created um, this hub where people can donate blankets, and he saw that. A lot of kids that you know run about the time when the statistics were going out about the poverty line and how many kids in schools live below the poverty line. And he used examples about like when you come from a big family and there's not enough blankets in the home. So he created this hub where he felt like there's so many people that might have extra blankets or linen sitting in their covers that they might not use this winter, right? So what happens to it? So he obviously felt for this out really well and like if you look at like um 
rubbish and what's one of the biggest um, things at the moment that goes through the rubbish and that a lot of it's clothing. It doesn't get recycled back. So he created this hub, Gilbert Kitter Blanket, man. And the work that he does at the moment, man, doesn't go unnoticed, eh? Because he's located down here in Henderson. Um, he's got a little, he's got a small staff that that um sort of come and sort all his blankets and stuff. But you ideally, like, he gets people, if they've washed, bag it, um, note it, and then drop it into the to the sensor. Or he does, like, pick-up hubs where people inside your own community might say, okay, this is a drop-off collection point for blankets. And Bernie will go pick them up via his van. But I've seen his story, man, and, and like, just the fact that, like, someone outside of a government sector or, like, whatever cares you know this is a dude who thought about it man it's cold you know it's cold at night i mean how many kids out there don't have blankets so they created this from just a action you know he's doing it he's with because i remember when he first started and he came on maybe the good morning show and he was just saying you know they had the cameras there he wasn't really like you know camera comfortable but since this time he's managed to get secure funding but he's always looking for people to donate and to also come to the party because it's just him you know like doing the admin work and doing his um his search for funding because he's got a lot of retired ladies that do the work inside the stores as well and like where they located at the moment in henderson but man i admire the work eh? like it's one thing to talk about it and just talk and a lot of people do that that's what they do is just talk but this dude you know, it's been one of the coldest winters I've felt in my whole life, to be honest. And without a guy like him putting in the work, and he puts it out there, man. If you're struggling to keep warm in the winter, head down, come down and grab a blanket. And if your kids, if he used examples like, you know, some kids, they get that cold, they might share a bit with their parent, you know. So it might be better, the best way to keep warm in the house because you don't have a heat pump or um, um, underfloor heating and stuff like that. But yeah, this guy created an initiative. It's big now and it's still here. It survived, and I think he deserves the flowers that he gets acknowledged for the work that he does in our community, man. And if anyone's got blankets, man, look them up on giveablanket.com. And said, um, yeah, right, this guy is a hero. He has to be the West West local hero, man, because he's born and bred out west as well. So, yeah, man, shout out to Brenny, man. You're the man. Also, you're the West West Network local hero. Shout Brenny. Shout boys. That's us for another episode, another week. Hope all is, okay. hope you guys have a good week. Um, next next coming few few days, I'll see you again. In the next episode of the EOTC. Let's do some uh, last words. Yeah, again to the Dave family. Um, all my 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 condolences. Um, yeah, it's good to be back <laughs> to the the other clip. So thanks thanks again, boys, for having me on. And um, yeah, and all, and to my fabs out tomorrow as well. Uh, and to my mom, she's still out there as well. She hasn't come back yet. <laughs> yes, and my final says. Sure, lads. Good to see you back, man. It's been a minute. I um, just no. wanted to make a quick shout out to um, to the old Bob. He's a constable. He usually comes into. He usually go and see Eric at work. I saw him walking yesterday morning. <laughs> I was a Saturday, Friday morning, and he said that he plugs in. He listens to us. So like, man, man, shout out to that dude. Um, now my last words is um. I'll be following the chick. I think there was some time ago I was trying to find like who had the best snippet for the um Cinderella. And uh for some reason, you know, on Twitter, 
I didn't realize, but I hadn't actually activated its new setup. And I found something that this chick, she's an actual musician, and I was wondering why I wasn't getting um, posts from, like, notifications of her posts. Um, actually, went to her page, man. She she did a real good remix. She's actually, her name's Avanda, so she's only on Twitter. So I was trying to find her on, like, other socials, but she's not there. But something she shared on her, on one of her posts, and I thought to myself, man, this is a prime example of like um, not holding back and acknowledging. Like you know, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna acknowledge our broke cans for the hard work that he puts into the network. I mean, if you think about the title of who the king is of uh, podcasting our west, he owns it, man, because he is the king of podcasting our west. Um, but just something that I saw on her post, man, because. You know, to me, I'm drawn to people who put themselves out there, like, and on Twitter, people are out the gate. But when it comes to talent, like, if you know you got a talent and you don't, you're too mad to use TikTok, Facebook, or Insta, you'll usually find them on Instagram. I mean, on um, Twitter, on, on, on X. So I found one of her posts, and it's called Lift People. So Lift People pass along gigs, say fake names in rooms that they aren't in. But people, put people on when you can. And yesterday we had the opportunity to um, interview Steva, and I love her, man. Like what I did mention while we were talking is that I love her heart because the thing that she does for the KOB Brotherhood it goes unnoticed, and I see it. And I said to Kaz, but she sits at the table because to me, someone who goes out of their way to to not give a fuck about how others feel and just get it done, and then reflect on it, and then go and have that conversation about sorry if that made you feel uncomfortable, but it had to be done because to me it's like. If you're gonna get things done, man, feelings don't matter. It's just get yourself out there, get the get the one foot in front of the other, and we make the change together. And that's where we see ourselves sitting. And I, I'm I'm just grateful to be on this platform, Kaz. I love the EOTC. Shout out to the boys on the one three five forty show, man. And like I said, man, you're welcome for letting us smash out these boys up in Brisbane. So yeah, you know what it is. Shalosos, <laughs> shalos. Oh, man. I just want to make shout out to um to DJ Fong for um getting his play. I think it's gonna start on the sixth of September to the 9th of September. So Three days, grab yeah. the, so grab your tickets on eventfinder.co.nz. Look for DJ's play, which is called What's the Difference? 685 to the World. And after Samoa's performance against Ireland, almost winning but looking strong. Looking good. It's time man. to break out those those flags again when the World Cup rolls around. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. Okay, oh, boys, dude. let's get the fuck out of here. Let it vote.